Welcome to a Wednesday edition of The People's Show, coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. 650-650 if you want to be part of the show. Also, uh, first part of the show, open boards, 604-280-0650 if you want to call in as well. But also, 650-650 into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Dunbar Lumber, three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street. Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver. Online at DunbarLumber.com. Again, if you want to call in today, first half of the show, 604-280-0650. Try to do a vibe check. Where are you at right now? Open boards, vibe check. Like, where are you at with this team right now? They go 3-2 and two on the road trip. They win the road trip. No OTLs to make it even. They win the road trip. We spent months looking at the schedule. It's like, ah, oh, early season road trip. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be grueling. You go to Tampa Bay. That's not going to be easy. You go from Edmonton to Philly to Florida to Nashville. What an odd road trip. It's going to be tough. Well, the Canucks right now came through the furnace of the road trip. They go 4-2 and two to start the season. And not that the start is over, but so far, so good. What what are your vibes right now? And, you know, I was talking about this with Dom before the show. And, and Dom was kind of like, a, you know, wet blanket this a little bit here? A little bit here? You're going to be a vibe killer here, Bick. No, look, look I'm not a buzzkill. Um, I'm a – I'm like the – Token administrator on the roller coaster. Be like, hey, like, are you prepared for this roller coaster? Are are you tall enough to ride this roller coaster? Are are you allowed to be on this roller coaster? Because I think that's what's going to happen here. I think we all know. Well, like we just saw a week ago, it was, oh man, what happened against Philly? Can they come back against Tampa Bay? That was literally a week ago, six days ago, where we were worried. Of like, here they are, they're back again. And I think it's just important at times to take stock of. Okay, what are we really talking about here? Because they go and win this road trip that we all thought, hey, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be something that's a challenge for them early. And they haven't shown that they can always rise to these challenges. But to their credit, they go and win the road trip. And because it's the first one, I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, they've really come through it. They've really grown. and, And now they're prepared to make this important push and start to grow as a team. I still want to see... Another road trip. I still want to see the January road trip. Just get to that stage. But that's why I want to do a vibe check today. Where where are people at right now? Because a lot of positive things have happened so far. But, you know, you sit there on the postgame show and everyone's like, oh, they win the road trip. This team's back. Hughes and Roenick, the best pairing in the NHL. That sort of stuff can can lead to the odd expectations. The roller coaster might look bigger than you actually think it is. But it's a roller coaster. It's going to... Uh, swing things for you. 650-650, a couple of questions coming in here uh, already. Uh, I'm waiting for the first shoe to fall from Leaf Hater Steve. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe we've seen the first shoe already with that game against Philly, but you, you need to see a little bit more, obviously. Are you a roller coaster guy, Bick? Love roller coasters. All right, so what's the, what's the, what is so enjoyable about roller coasters? The highs and the lows. It's when you're going up the 
the mountain. The anticipation. Yeah, and then you crest the hill, mm -hmm. and that first bit of G-force that's pulling on your body, that exhilarates you, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun. It, it's it's again. It's, it's meant to be fun. It's it's part of the fandom that 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 you live in the hope that can the bottom can drop out, right? Like yes, you, you're meant to live in the hope. I get that. But I, I guess this is why I'm, I, I want to do like a tears check as well across the league. Of there's plenty to get excited about. They win the road trip. The the people are really excited about this Hughes and Ronick pairing as well. And something we'll talk about with Brett Festerling coming up on Friday here on the People Show, just how they're working together. Can you stick with it? And do you want to live by the Hughes and Ronick pairing? But just because you have one of the you know, premier pairings in the league doesn't mean you push everything out else up in the team. So I, I want to do an NHL tiers right now as well. We'll get to uh, the phone boards. I know a couple people on hold right now. 604-280-0650. But I want to do the tiers here. And I've broken this up in a, in, a, in a couple of different ways. There's the I'm afraid of you tier. Have you watched Vegas or Colorado so far? Terrifying. Not just because it's Halloween, but they are motoring people down. And they, they legitimately look like the two scariest teams in the NHL. Then there's like the contenders tier. On their best, they can maybe take down Vegas or Colorado in a seven-game series. And I, I'm talking about these teams have won a round before. They've looked dangerous or ready for them to take a step. Boston, Dallas, the Rangers, the Leafs. Look, they won a round. Okay, they won a round. I'm going to put them in here. The Lightning. The Devils are the, everyone's sexy pick. The Hurricanes have been there before. I know it's a bad start, but they've been there before. The Oilers. I'm still going to put them in here. I know. I'm still going to put them in here right now because at some point, they're just going to put McDavid and Dreisaitl together, and it's going to be a 15-game run, and they're back in the conversation in the playoffs. You can already predict that's what's going to happen. But now this is like the, the mushy middle tier. But by the way, I've already listed off 10 teams here. And I don't think anyone would say, hey, they should be above this team. They should be in that contenders tier because they're not. So this mushy middle tier is where they are. And I think it's smaller than people realize. But I have the Canucks in this tier with the Detroit. This isn't in any order. It's Detroit. It's the Kings. It's the Wild, the Islanders, the Senators, the Jets, the Panthers, the Sabres, the Kraken, the Flames, and the Penguins. That takes you from 11 to 22. Now, I think they're on the higher end of that tier, but they're in the tier because the roller coaster is going to drop at some point, and suddenly you're like, oh, are we more like the Kraken? Are we more like the Penguins? Are we more like the, the Sens right now? The Kings might stabilize, and they're kind of in that group, but this is the mushy middle tier, 650-650. Uh, keep coming with your thoughts. Then there's the, look, we all have the friend that texts you. We're like, hey, you want to hang out? And then you forget. It's like you just forget to call them back. This is the forgot to call you back tier. The Blues, the Predators, the Coyotes, the Capitals, Canadians, and the Blue Jackets. That's the forgot to call you back tier. Uh, and then there's only three teams left. I couldn't put Connor Bedard in the same group as Anaheim San Jose. So there's a Connor Bedard tier on his own that are exciting. But then there's the CU in 2024 tier as well uh, coming in. Do you agree with that? Do you feel like they're still in that mushy middle, even if they're ascending up in that group? Uh, where are you at right now with the vibe checks? We'll get to the inbox in just a minute. But, uh, Dom, do we have some breaking news? We do. Elliot Freeman just posting his weekly 32 Thoughts uh, blog, and in it he has revealed that this is a still a developing story, but according to several sources, the vast majority of NHL teams have voted 
to decentralize the draft. Ballots were due Tuesday, and there is a clear desire to try a new format in the NHL. All right, so we are going to uh, locationless. Well, there's still going to be a location, but... Uh, there just won't be all 32 themes on the draft. That's board. a bit disappointing. It's something that made the, the NHL unique in that regard. I will say, though, Bick, I will say I will not miss the... We'd like to thank all our fans gathered okay, but then at Bar A j- in just Nashville. Just stop doing that. They do it anyway. It, it'd be easier to be like, hey, just get on with it. We don't need a five-hour first round of the draft. We'd also like to thank our watch party, this city for its incredible hospitality this week <laughs> and hosting the draft. We'd also like to congratulate the Stanley Cup champions for an amazing season. With like, the six pick in the <laughs> HL. It's a great draft. impression. It's a great impression. Uh, 650, 650, uh, Ray Campbell River. Bro, I've been on the roller coaster since 1970. Yeah, there's the, 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 certainly a, a group of people that are like, I was born in the darkness. Uh, this one, uh, the Canucks uh, could be in a new tier this year. Do you have to create an entire different tier for them? Because I don't think they're in that you know top 10 tier just yet. But... Are they in that mushy middle tier for you? Or are they inventing a new tier to go with the Sabres group, to go with the the Sens type group, the the ascending mushy middle tier? Because if you put arrows next to some of these teams, like I'd probably put an arrow down for the Kraken. I'd probably put an arrow down for the Flames, put an arrow up for the the Red Wings and the Canucks and the 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 Sens, that kind of group. Uh, keep them coming, though, 650, 650. Uh, we'll get to fill in the blank in just a minute, but I, I want to get to the calls here. Uh, 604-280-0650, a couple of people on the line. Uh, let's go to Michael on line two. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm good. It's And it's Mike in Victoria. Oh, Mike in Victoria. Long time. How's it going? Uh, good, good. I've uh, actually enjoyed most of the games for the Canucks so far this year. Um, had my do- have have my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter turning into a Canucks fan and cheering Go Canucks Go while she's watching, so that's awesome. And I'm wondering what you guys think, because I've heard of a rumor that the Canucks might be interested in going after Zadorov from Calgary. So I kind of want to hear what your opinion would be if they did that. Me, personally, I would rather wait until he's a free agent and try and sign him and then see where it goes from there, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, Zadorov, uh, no, he, was, he was quite vocal the other day uh, about what's going on in Calgary. Um, as far as timing goes, like I, I'm very skeptical on any trades Canucks can pull off until um, January, even if, even if that means a outgoing player as well. Like a, a Connor Garland's name has obviously been in the news a lot. But Zadorov probably makes a little too much than what this team can afford until money goes out in 3.75 uh, in the final year of his deal. But... The thing that they need right now, defensively, obviously right shot guys, but puck movers. I, I don't look at Nikita Zadorov as the primary skill set in his game is puck movers. Now, I'm sure there's people are shouting. It's like, hey, he's a big body and a physical guy. This team also needs that. Absolutely. Uh, toughness and physicality for me is always the finishing touch. Go get your skill guys first. And I still feel like this team needs one more defensive puck mover. And then you can start going uh, after the... Uh, truculence element in your forward group, but uh, whether it's an Ethan Bear that fulfills that uh, spot, uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, 650, 650, also 604 280 Vasim on the phone line. Vasim, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Um, so 
So I think well, about this team, I think if this team is consistent and deals with adversity, such as killing like a 5-1-3 uh, against Edmonton, two penalty kills at the end of last game, mm-hmm. they can make the playoffs. But if they crumble like they did last three, four years where, okay, it's 5-1-3, I guess we should just go home, you know, give up the two goals and game's over kind of thing, then they won't make the playoffs. But And then once you make the playoffs, it depends on guys such as PD, Hughes, how far can they take this team? Can they win a round? Can they win two rounds? Who knows? But, yeah, for this team to make the playoffs, they're going to have to play consistent hockey and not, like, fly. How many more Flyers games will they have where they're not going to no-show, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I think for this team, they have, to, they have to play consistent hockey, and they need guys to step up, different guys to step up. You can't always have your top guys uh, stepping in. I mean, it's good. It's great if they do, but there's going to be nights where they won't, and you need your bottom six guys to step in. Vasim, thanks a lot for the call. 604-280-0650. If you want to grab a phone line, a couple more minutes uh, for open boards here. Um, you know, what's interesting uh, about what Vasim was talking about there, like we saw like a really bad performance against Philly. And if you're, if you're projecting that there might be another one, and I'm sure we will see another one. It's a long season, 82 games. Things will slow down. But what's really fascinating is they corrected so many things in three games. Like, I think in years past, you would say, okay, when's the penalty kill going to get better? Is it going to take three months? Is it going to take nine weeks? Whatever it is. But we saw things get fixed immediately. Okay, effort was bad against Philly. They came right back against Tampa Bay. Had a better effort. Didn't get the result, but certainly a better effort. And we would say, okay, they got the, the one effort. Do they slide back down again? Well, they can. They, they, they followed through with it from, from Florida into Nashville. And what was interesting, too, is Rick Tockett challenged him. It's like, hey, go have a professional game. We gave you a day off in Nashville. Come back and go have a professional game. And, and yesterday was a professional outing. Gave him credit at the end of the game, Rick Tockett did, saying, hey, this is what we wanted to see. And I think that, that development of trust, both from the players to the coach and the coach to the players, reciprocated trust to say, hey, we gave you a day off and you showed up. And the players will say, you gave us a day off and we showed up. Thanks for the day off and we're ready to perform the day after. And now coming back home, uh, three games set here, St. Louis, New York, Nashville, and those Western Conference games, really important because, again, you're, you're, you're battling with these teams that are in that tier for you. And this is an important two-week stretch. I know it's still part of the early uh, season. And you want to say, hey, it's a long season, all this sort of stuff. But there's a, an opportunity here with Calgary struggling, with Edmonton dealing with their woes right now. The, you know, the LA Kings just gave up a bunch of goals to Arizona. That game was friskier than I think they probably wanted it, and their schedule is not going to get uh, any easier coming forward. If you want to step, start creating a separation between you and the rest of the Pacific, uh, in Vegas notwithstanding, there, that opportunity does exist for you right now. And... If they can get to American Thanksgiving, five, six, seven points up on Calgary and Edmonton, try to make it as difficult for them to play catch-up like we've seen here in Vancouver for so many years. 650, 650, we'll get to a couple more of your texts in just a second, uh, but let's do it on Wednesdays as we love uh, doing fill in the blank. Dom Shamati with a list of things for me here. What do we got, Dom? First up, I was blank. About Brock Purdy's game. Oh, uh, I was uh, expressionless about Brock Purdy's game. I don't know about that. Expressionless, man. 
Uh, I, I think I think you were quite opinionated about his game. No, no. I look. I have been absolutely. And then I I openly apologized on this show. I said, look, we're, we're going to break out the moratorium for for Brock Purdy content. Um, a bit too soon. Look, congratulations on becoming like the sixth, seventh, sixth best NFC quarterback. That's that, that that's a pretty good accomplishment. But I think that's the ceiling. But you're going to have bad performances. It was bound to happen at some point. Uh, I'm expressionless about it. Now he's also in concussion protocol. Concussion protocol. Sam Darnold mm-hmm. going to uh, make the start on the weekend if uh, Brock Purdy cannot get right. Then, uh, the NBA's old new East versus West format for the All Star Game is blank. Antique. It's antique. It's not vintage. Vintage and retro feels cool. Yeah. It's 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 antiquated here a little bit. You think? Although uh, the Have one we- thing I do want to see, bring back, um, like let the players wear their home and away jerseys. Yes. No, um, like East All-Star West jerseys. jerseys. Yeah. Just do away with those. Just wear. Home colors home and colors away, away colors from yeah. wherever it's located. Yeah. West, if, if it's in Golden State, the West wears the home colors. Do that because I love the collage of all the different jerseys uh, on the floor. You know what the problem time. with that is, though? You're cutting down revenue. People buy those all-star jerseys quick. Okay. Uh, how many all-star jerseys do people buy? I mean, the one I see most often is that Florida Western uh, Conference jersey for, like, the Canucks at Rogers Arena. I see that quite often. Yeah. And that's a cool all-star jersey, right? The pink they're, and the teal. They're, they're nice time capsules, but I don't know. Are, are they, like, wearable, the things that you're going to wear often? All-star game jerseys? Well, you're not a jersey guy, apparently. No, I like jerseys. I'm, I'm, what are we talking to, about here? I'm trying to put myself in the psyche of fans. Are you going to a Canucks game wearing a, yeah, an all-star Yeah, absolutely. All right. Because no one else has one. All right, my bad. Um, I just don't want them to, to make it too hokey. You know, Look, like you I think the All Star jersey, game, but I think on on the night of you should wear the. No, sorry, I meant I meant the All Star game. I think it got to a point where it got a little too hokey. Right. What I would love to see bring back the World versus America format. You know, you got Giannis, Doncic, Embiid, maybe. I know he's playing for US now, but you know he's French originally. Um, Wemby on Team World, oh, come man. on! Yeah, I would tune in. Uh, I would rather blank than wear a championship ring everywhere I went. I would rather talk trade with Dominic Schermetti than wear a championship ring. Fantasy trade? Everywhere I went, yeah. Oh, because I'm, I'm a greaser like that? Yeah, Shade Maddie? Yeah. I, I think if you, win a, if you win a championship ring, uh, depending where you are on the roster, like they handed out the rings last night. Yeah. If you're Jamal Murray... Put in a mantle, safety deposit box, break it out whenever a uh, special event. Because you should get more. If you're 12th man on the roster, then maybe I'll wear it everywhere I go. If you're Jeremy Lin on the uh, 2019 Raptors, wear it 100%. everywhere. Yeah. Now, now he might get recognized a lot anyways, because he, at least he had like Lin Sanity yeah. and all that. But you know, clothes and accessories are just conversation starters. So you just wear it be like, oh, I was on in the uh, championship winning Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Thank you for noticing. I will say when they have the pendant, the ring that turns into a like a necklace pendant, mm-hmm. I would wear the pendant everywhere, hundred percent. That's cool to me. Um, next one, riding Quinn Hughes and Philip Hronek will be blank for the Canucks long term. Amaze balls, really? It will be amaze balls. 
look, I'm concerned about the usage as well. Of course I am. And you can't you can't play the three guys 24 minutes and above that long. But I also think at some point, like I I do believe that they will sign Ethan Bear at some point. That's my belief. And that'll help. An, an extra body will help with the minutes. But I do think at some point they, there is going to be another body that joins the, the decor as well. Tyler Myers' confidence will, will tick back up. Like, you can play Tyler Myers 17, 21 minutes. I know people are like, don't do it. Why would you do it? But he's, he's got the, the endurance and the ability to do it, the physical capability to do it. So that's a way to limit the minutes overall. But right now, like I don't see reason to break it up and split the minutes and, and decrease the minutes right now. Again, I, I keep going back to the, the rare opportunity you have with these next two weeks here. Uh, keep riding it. Try to bank as many points. And as the solutions present themselves, maybe scale it back moving forward. But uh, long term, it's, it's, it's amazeballs. Yeah, ask how the uh, John Tortorella Canucks liked uh, being ridden into the ground. That, uh, that ended well. That ended real well. Around uh, Christmas time, if I'm not mistaken. That was a uh, <laughs> sharp decline. Uh, Frozen Frenzy did blank for the NHL. It did marginally nothing. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, uh, I look, it, it, it's cool. And they got a lot of goals yesterday. Yeah. 102 goals yesterday. That's fantastic. Uh, but it's... It's a soft rollout. I know people were, were annoyed. It's like, oh, it's on a Tuesday. Well, they, they're not going to do it. They're not going to wait till January or February to wait till the NFL season's over. So you, you do the soft rollout. and you the Soft launch. Yeah, you, the grand you, launch you, yeah. You, you build the concept, and hopefully we see more of it. But to start with, it's, it's, it's like an opening jab. Can't get the knockout on punch one. So it's, it's, it's marginal. Still. I, I will say the NHL is much like Google in that they'll launch a product and then like get rid of it a short while later. Sure. And I feel like this is going to be one of those things where they tried and then get rid of no, it. No, I this is going to be the glowing puck. I, I, I think this year, um, like, I think ESPN has done some good stuff. Um, they basically get a free minute, uh, a six minute free ad on Pat McAfee's show every week with this hockey is awesome. That's segment. the thing that so, does more for hockey, I think, than this. Frozen but, Frenzy does. But you, you, you can't win the public in one show. It's, it's going to take some time. But Let's night see. one, again, it, it was a good start. But if you ask me, like, just based on one day, I don't know if it did enough. Also, don't go head-to-head -head with NBA opening night. That's just not smart. Um, this year's World Series matchup, this pains me, uh, between the Diamondbacks and Rangers is blank. It's sandy. I just think of, like, the desert. When I yeah. See Texas and... The D-backs. People keep it's saying insane. like, "Oh, this is like a like a not a, a sizzly matchup between you know Arizona and, and the Rangers." That's two massive markets, Dallas and and Phoenix. Like, where is this coming from? I get like, there's no real sex appeal between these two teams. Well, well there you go. But like, they're big markets. Like, there's no real history around. Yeah, but you know, Phoenix and, is like the fourth biggest market in, in the U.S. That's still a lot of viewership, you know? It's like saying, hey, the NHL's got to go back to Atlanta. It's one of the largest markets. The Arizona well, market in the NHL is finally going to work. I There's a lot of people there. I don't know. That's it for know. fill in the blank? Uh, 650, 650. Uh, no one's calling for the Avs to break up Makar and Taze, as we're talking about uh, Hughes and Hronik. That one's from Rager, 650, 650. Uh, some other thoughts uh, coming in 
into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, the NHL draft uh, was what the league did good. So if you missed the breaking news there, uh, it is official decentralization of the NHL draft is underway. I, I think it takes away from the, the large appeal. Unfortunate outcome. Uh, all right. On the other side, Danny Kelly will join us as he does on Wednesdays for the fantasy football update. Uh, more on the way here on The People Show.